Good morning, church, and welcome again to our online service where we are going to receive God's word. We're going to be encouraged and strengthened again. Do you know there's nothing like the promises of God to come into our heart to give us life and strength, hope and courage as we go forward every day. I was so, so encouraged and blessed by Faye's word last week about God's perfect gift to us, that provision of his peace, the the gift that Jesus has left for us. And that peace enables us to go through all of the changes of life that we face. And over these last past months, we've seen some sudden seasonal changes. I mean, you know, the extreme changes that we've gone through as a church, as a world, But in the midst of these sudden changes, it's been wonderful to just know that peace that prevails, that peace that leads us through. And as your pastors here, we really do want to encourage you and commend you for your faith. I've been so, so blessed by all of the comments that have come in from you through social media, through WhatsApp, through texts, just encouraging us about the words and the, the, the messages that we've spoken. You've received them with gladness. And it's just wonderful as a church family to see that, you know, we're not backing up. We're not taking a back step in this season. But, you know, our hearts are joyful. Yeah, we might not understand some of the things that are happening around us, but you know what? We are gathering together through our connect groups. We're gathering together through all of the different mediums that we're using. We're strengthening our faith and we are going forward as God's people. And we're looking forward to the day when we're going to come out of this season strong. We're going to come together and we are going to celebrate in God's presence, in God's house together. But we want to thank you, Faye and I, truly from the bottom of our hearts for all of your encouraging words, for all of the texts that have come through to encourage us about the words that you've received from us as we've ministered. And we just want to thank you for keeping on, keeping on in the midst of uncertainties, in the midst of all of the tests and the trials that we face. Do you know, we keep serving Jesus together. So listen, sit back today, enjoy this next message that Faye is going to speak to us about receiving God's perfect gift, his peace. Be blessed by it. Have a great day. Have a great week and stay in that word because in his word, in his promise, there truly is wonderful, abundant life. God bless you. Sit back and listen to God's word. In, in the joy and the strength in which it's given. God bless. Good morning, everyone. I am so excited to be sharing the word of God with you again today. And we're going to be diving straight into the scriptures to see how we can continue to live our lives through God's gift of peace. When we accept Jesus into our hearts, we find ultimate peace. And we looked last week at the fact that Jesus said on the night that he was betrayed, he said that he was going to leave us with a gift, peace of heart and mind. And this gift would be a gift that the world could not give. So not to be troubled, not to be afraid. 
You know, that gift that we looked at last week, it permeates every part of our lives. It's a gift to be experienced. And God wants us to live in his peace. He wants us to live in that peace that he has laid up for us. Last week, we looked at how that peace works itself out in our daily lives. And today, we're going to have a look at how that peace plays such an important part in our relationships. You know, at the essence and heartbeat of God is relationship. God is three in one, the Trinity. And when he created Adam, he said it's not good for man to be alone. So he created Eve to come alongside him to be a helper to him. Relationships are at the core of our being and they're a blessing from God. God's ultimate design and plan for our lives is for our relationships to be fulfilling, to be blessing and for them to be filled with peace. In Romans, it says this, verse, uh, chapter 12, verse 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. God wants our relationships to be filled with peace. He doesn't want there to be strife. He doesn't want there to be anger. He doesn't want there to be discord. But he says, as followers of him, we have something that we can bring into our everyday relationships and we can actually live in peace. We can make decisions to live in that peace. And today I want us to look at how that practically outworks for you and I. I want to begin by us looking at Colossians 3 and we're going to begin in verse 15 and it says this and let the peace that comes from God rule in your hearts for as members of one body you are called to live in peace. Let the peace of God that comes from knowing Christ rule in our hearts. Do you know what rule means? Rule means to be the umpire. Rule means to be having that final say. And God says yeah, that peace that he gives us is to have the final say in our day-to-day -day lives. And he goes on then to say, as members of one body, we are called to live in peace. Now that sometimes sounds quite difficult, doesn't it? Called to live in peace because we only have to look at the world around us to see that oftentimes we're not living in peace. In fact, since recorded history, there has been over 8,000 peace treaties that have been made as people have tried to live in peace with one another. But sadly, 8,000 have also been broken. Within us, there's a desire and a cry for us to have peace with one another. But the reality is this peace, it can't be purchased. It can't be bought off the shelf. It doesn't require a big bank balance to obtain it. But that peace is found 
as a result of knowing Jesus Christ intimately. God wants us to live in peace. And in fact, you look at this scripture and he doesn't really even give us any option around it because he doesn't say it would be a good idea to live in peace. No, God's perfect plan for you and I, according to Colossians 3.15, is that we're called to live in peace. What a calling that you and I have been given, that we are called to live in peace. Do you know in Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit, peace is one of those fruits. Peace is a fruit that people should be able to taste from our lives. Peace is something that the Holy Spirit works in us and through us, and it's something that's evident to other people. Do you know also in scripture, one of the first sermons that Jesus spoke, the Sermon on the Mount, he said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be known as sons of God. Do you know what? Our mandate on earth is to represent Jesus. Our mandate on earth is to be imitators of Christ. And when we look at Jesus in his earthly ministry, we see that wherever he went, he did good to all. He dispensed peace. You know, at his birth, the angels actually declared it. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth and goodwill to all men. When Jesus came, when he left, the splendor of heaven he came to bring this worth earth peace he came to give us peace and this peace is available for you and I his peace has been laid up as an inheritance and we just have to accept that and walk in it so how do we walk in the peace of God? How do we walk in the peace of God in our relationships? Because we want to be imitators of Christ. We want to live that Christ life out because Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice for our peace. Jesus laid down his life so that we could have it. And oh, what a shame. It would be for us not to inherit and receive that for every aspect of our lives. Oh, what a tragedy it would be for us to go through our Christian life not experiencing the peace that is found in our relationships. And I believe the answer to that question, how can I live in peace, can be found earlier on in this passion um, passage in Colossians 3. We're going to read from verse 12 together. And it says this, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you so you must forgive others. And above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. How can we live in peace? Right there, that passage of scripture so beautifully describes 
how we can walk in that peace in our relationships. And we're just going to look at this in more detail for our time today. Because, you know, peace is a path that God wants us to walk on. Peace is a path that is for you and I. You know, in the armor of God that we read about in Ephesians 6, it says that we have feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Peace is to be in our walk. Peace is to be in our actions. Peace is to be encapsulated in every aspect of our lives. So how can we walk in that peace? I think the first thing that we have to start off in is understanding that to walk in this peace, we need to choose and make a decision to be obedient to God. It's way easier to do things our way. Frank Sinatra sang it, I'll do it my way. But oftentimes we find that the results of doing things our way are absolutely catastrophic. We find that when we do things our way, we end up in disaster. And that's why I love that the Bible has been given to us as God's gift to us. We need it. I need it for my life because I know the way that I think and the way that I would naturally walk my life is in complete contrast to what God's best is for me. So each day I need that word of God. I need to read what the Bible has to say. I need to read the instructions that are clearly laid out because I need help to walk out that walk of peace that God has said is for us. You know, this peace that we are to live in is not as a result of anything we can do in our own strength, but it's as a result of the Holy Spirit working in us. But we have to choose as well to be obedient, to allow the work of the Holy Spirit to work through us. We have to be obedient and make a decision that today I'm going to follow the word of God. Today, I'm not going to do things my way, but today I'm going to choose to walk in the way that God has told me to walk. And when we read Colossians 12, it says clearly here, you must clothe yourselves. Do you know what? Every day we make decisions about what clothes that we are going to wear. And sometimes we perhaps spend a bit longer than we should do looking at what that perfect outfit is going to be for the day ahead. And I ask a question, how much time do we spend at the outset of our day deciding what spiritual clothes that we're going to put on? You know, clearly in Colossians, we're given a great wardrobe for us to put on. A great wardrobe of clothes that come as a result of us being found in Christ. 
When we accepted Jesus, he said we became new creation. Old things passed away. Behold, all things became new. And this wardrobe is part of that new nature that God gave us when we found Jesus. But the thing is, with that wardrobe, we have to make a choice to put on the garments found in that wardrobe. Earlier on in Colossians, it says, put off your old nature, put off evil, put off sin. That was part of the old you. And now it says, put on this new nature that we have that's found in Christ Jesus. So each day, as we approach each day, I want to encourage you to dress well. Dress well in the garments that Jesus has given us. Dress well in mercy and compassion. Dress well in kindness, in gentleness and in patience. And if we choose those garments and we put them on and we decide to make that decision as we walk out the door of our bedrooms that we are wearing the clothes of Christ, I think we'd be amazed at the way in which our responses to life changes. Often we pray to God, oh Lord, change my circumstance. Oh Lord, change the person I live with. Oh Lord, change this. But actually, it's not about any of those things changing. It's all about us changing the way that we handle those situations. So in relation to our relationships, one of the first things that we can ask is, what is it that people have need of from me today? Do they need our judgment? Do they need our criticism? Do they need our short temper? Do they need our undisciplined tongue? Do they need us to let them know what we really think? Is that what they need? Or do they need what Jesus said he wants us to walk in and clothe ourselves in. Do they need compassion and mercy, gentleness, kindness and patience? I know I need that for my life. I know that I only have to look to Jesus and see how he gives me everything of that for my life. And he wants us to dispense those qualities from our lives to others. You know, Jesus said he came not to be served, but to be a servant. And when we approach our relationships, picture in your mind Jesus as he bent down to wash the feet of his disciples. Jesus washes our feet every day with his love, with his provision. And as we approach our relationships, let's approach our relationships from that same position of servanthood. And that's the thing with peace, really. Peace is not a taker. Peace is a giver. 
And in our relationships, we give. We give kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You know, another thing that I believe is so important as we walk out this life of peace in our relationships is learning how to forgive. It's a big one, hey? Forgiving people when you feel let down by them. Forgiving somebody when they've hurt you. Forgiving somebody when you feel that you've been neglected. But do you know what? Forgiveness forms a massive part of the peace that we find in our day-to-day lives. And I love that the Bible actually helps us on this journey of forgiveness. Because often we can say, oh Lord, I can't forgive because of... And the list comes out of all of the reasons why we can't forgive. And I love hearing Colossians. It says, remember the Lord forgave you. So as we come out with our list... And we say, Lord, I can't possibly forgive. We need to take a step back and look at all that God's done in our lives. When Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, he said for us, forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We need to have short accounts with God for our lives. We mess up and fail all the time. But we also need to make sure that we have short accounts for other people. You know, make a habit every day that you're not going to take an offense into the next day. Make a decision every day that if somebody's done something to hurt you or they've let you down, make a decision to forgive right there and then. Don't get the piece of paper out and start writing on that piece of paper and log it in your mind. And then, you know, a week, two weeks, a month down the road, you grab that piece of paper back out of the filing cabinet and you begin to say, you did this then, you did this two weeks ago. Remember when? Do you know what? We've got to choose to forgive. And when Jesus forgave us, he said he forgave us and he remembers our sins no more. We need to forgive others because that will actually pave the way to peace because when you step out of your door the next day you haven't got this catalogue of things against somebody but hey you dealt with that the day before they're forgiven clean slate I'm going to walk in peace You know, another thing that we can choose to do so that we can walk in peace within our relationships is to choose to look at the best in others. 
in here, Colossians, it says this, make allowances for each other's faults. You know, no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. And I know that the people that I am around are so gracious with me, with my faults. And we need to choose to look at the best in people. We need to choose to just focus our attention in a different way. Sometimes it's easy to just look at all of the things that annoy you about somebody. They didn't put the dishes in the dishwasher. They didn't hang up their clothes. They didn't offer to do this. They didn't take out the bins. Whatever it may be, they eat with their mouth open. I don't know what faults you pick up in other people. But what I do know is that it's really easy for us to focus on the wrong things and build them up to be so big. But instead, let's choose to allow our thinking to look at the best in others. Let's find reason to celebrate the fantastic qualities of people alongside us. And we need to make allowances for, we need to give people leeway we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. But do you know what? We can just be gracious. We can be really kind and compassionate and not let that be a big deal. But instead, we can make allowances for others. You know, another key thing a really important part in choosing to walk in peace within our relationships is found in verse 14, where it says, Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Love is really the key. If we're to live and walk in peace within our relationships, we've got to walk the life of love. 1 Corinthians 13 reads like this. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. If we're to walk in peace within our relationships, We've got to love the way that Jesus loved us. Again, it's a fruit of the Spirit. It is something that the Holy Spirit does in us and we have to work that out. We have to flesh that out in our day-to-day -day lives. Love is patient and kind. It says that in Colossians. It's not jealous or boastful doesn't demand its own way. That's not an easy one, is it? Not demanding our own way. 
But love serves. Love serves others. And I love that the assurance that we can walk in peace with others is found when it says in verse 7, love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love never gives up. We have the love of Jesus in us. And that love is to be diffused to the people around us. And hey, we are a work in progress. But also, we are imitators of God. That's what we are now. We are new creatures. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. This is the highest way for us to live. It's not doing things our way that is going to cause us to walk in peace. But it's choosing to do things God's way that is going to allow us to eat of the fruit of peace in our relationships. So today I want to encourage you. This Christ life that he's given to us enables us to have peace. And it just requires us to make a decision to walk in it, to make a decision to not live according to our old frame of reference, but to live according to the new nature that we've been given in Christ Jesus. We've got to choose wisely the clothes that we put on every day. We need to choose what we're going to sow into our relationships. We're going to sow love into our relationships. We're going to sow encouragement. We're going to sow peace into our relationships. And the Bible says when we do that, we see that peace empire our lives, rule in our hearts. When we choose to walk this out, even though sometimes it may be difficult, God's not saying that we've got to do it in our own strength, but he's saying you can do this because I've made a way. When we do that, there's nothing more wonderful than living knowing that you are a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. A son has the characteristics and nature of the father. We are sons of God, and God's nature and God's characteristics get to live out of us as a result of accepting Jesus into our hearts. You know, today, you may have listened to my simple words and may have thought, do you know what? I don't have peace. I can't walk in peace towards other people because I don't have peace inside of me. Well, today, I would love to introduce you to Jesus because he is the only one that can give you peace. 
And when you accept Jesus into your heart as Savior, he comes to live inside you. And everything that he is becomes everything that you can be. So why don't you pray this prayer with me right now? Say, Jesus, thank you for coming from heaven to earth for me. I need a savior. Please accept me as I am. I'm a sinner and I need your love and I need your help. I acknowledge all that you've done and I ask you to come and live in my life. If you prayed that prayer, you have made the best decision ever. Why don't you head over to our website and let us know because we would love to celebrate with you give you a Bible and let you know how we can help you in your next steps in following Jesus. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you have any prayer requests, would like to share a testimony or would like to give online, why not head over to our website kings-church.org.uk. If you prayed the prayer of salvation today and would like us to contact you to help you with your next steps please click on the Choose Jesus button of our website. Remember, you can stay connected at this time by staying in touch with your Connect and team leaders. If you are part of King's Church and are not yet connected, scroll down to our Connect Online section and we will be sure to get in touch. Thank you for tuning in. We look forward to meeting with you again very soon.